The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1 with Elevon Merchant Services. Growing your business is easy peasy with us by your side. Good morning all, this is Ryan Tuberty with you this Friday morning. It's the 6th of May 2022 at five past nine. Great to have your company. It's uh, ho-hum weather-wise out there. It's neither this nor that, fish nor fowl. Um, but nevertheless, they are predicting, while it might be quite wet today around the place, uh, the rest of the weekend is looking beautiful. If I had the patience to clean a barbecue, which I don't, I'd do it. But um, in the meantime, I'm going to have to just sponge off Family, familial generosity. Do you want to come over for, for a burger? Yep. Love barbecue food. Great. When? When I'll be there earlier. I'll be there to make sure that I get the nicest stuff and everything. I'll put everything in it and then leave. No, I'll stick around for a little while, but I, I do like it, but as long as somebody else is doing it. Neither here nor there. Here's the ad there saying, we, we, we'll help you on your heating journey. Now even your your heating has a journey. I, I th- like, I... Th- the word has been, as you know, I'm, I'm, look, I know I go on about it, just very briefly, the word journey has been appropriated by people to now stand for your life as opposed to getting from A to B in your car or your bike or walking. But now your heating has taken on a journey. I, I don't know where this ends. I'm now picking up my flask of water. Is that, is that, is that my, my water journey as it makes its way to my, well, I'm not going to drink it now because I'm talking to you. But anyway, it seems like it's a free-for-all now. Everyone can drop J-bombs wherever they want, whenever they want. Go for it. Carpet J-bomb. And I'm looking at uh, Sky News as they're reporting on the local elections and, of course, the Northern Ireland elections. And I'm looking at Kay Burley, who's our guest tonight. Well, one of our guests tonight, live on the Late Late Show. She's going to be... Is she, she, that's going to be a long day. It's going to be a lot of coffee she's going to need because she's been there going all morning. It's the results day, so it's not like a, an ordinary day at the office. Um, but I was reading all about her in advance of her interview, and she's a very interesting person. She's got quite the story. Um, and uh, so we'll talk to her. I've never met her before, but we'll talk to her on the Late Late tonight. We're going to have to get the coffee, get... Get the um, Yvonne, get this espresso machine out just if you're listening in this morning because it's, it's going to be needed tonight. The big guns tonight for Kay Burley. Got to make sure she's up and running, that's for sure. Okay, what do we got for you today? We've plenty to be talking about today. Do you want to watch? Uh, I was dying to share this with you, but stuff just kept getting on top um, uh, of us here on the programme. But today we're, we're a little more loose today, which is lovely. And the uh, documentary that I watched during the week was called uh, The Real Charlie Chaplin. Now, if you follow on Instagram, I've been kind of, I posted about this. And then I had to do another post because I, I put up a picture of Ragnar Jonasson's new book and said, you should read this. And every time I do, say, post a documentary poster and say, you should watch this or a book, you should read this. I get a lot of comments in saying, where did you get the time to read? And then the second thing is, where can I download that? Or where can I watch that? So I did a thing, a piece yesterday on Instagram to say, look, these are, this is the answer to the two questions. I'll share it with you now. One, where do I download the things that you watch? I, 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 you have to just find it yourself. That's the truth of it. Because there's so many services now where, where to find things. So I could be there all day telling you, you can get it here, 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 here. So it's really just a, a DIY job. But where do I get my stuff? I have a little, what, like a little Apple box thing and it's iTunes and it's the, it's like an Apple it's like a video library and I rent I rent to download it to rent or what have you um, or the, all the players are great the RT player um, you know if, if there's stuff in there um, and you can find it and play that documentaries and things like that so that's where I get all that sort of stuff um, No, there's nothing special no, generally speaking no special treatment there sometimes you get an advanced screening of something but that's few and far between 
And then in terms of time, finding time to read, um, I just simply make time by not watching TV and putting my phone down. And that's the simplicity of it, really. Um, I see at the U, U, University of Limerick, UL Creative Writing presents the UL Creative Writing Festival. And I'm saying this because it is so great to see book festivals coming back uh, in real life. They just they were impossible to, to attend for people like me. I couldn't look at a screen. Uh, but now they're back. This one's happening on the 20th to the 22nd of May at the University of Limerick. If you're interested in writing and creative writing and reading, they're all going to be there. Roddy Doyle will be there and uh, Donald Ryan will be there and Sebastian Barry and Lisa McInerney and Kevin Barry and Joseph O'Connor. All the greats will be there. Lots more besides. So uh, you can check it out. Go just find the the UL Creative Writing uh, Festival and we'll, we'll guide you there. Equally, closer to home, the Dawkey Book Festival is returning in June. That's the 16th to the 19th of June. And that is also a top, as they call it, global names, local vibe. Top line up there, Simon Shama, Sally Rooney, Annie Mack, who was with us on the late, late a couple of weeks ago, Fiona Hill, intriguing person, and Marion Keyes, another person we spoke to quite recently, and uh, Claire Keegan, a proving very popular writer of late, and John Banville's in there, David Putnam, the great Owen Colfer, and John Boyne, and... Hallie Rubenhold is going to be there. She's the woman whose book was one of my favourites recently um, called The Five. And uh, so that should be a fascinating lineup altogether. So good on uh, Festival Director Shan Smith for pulling that together. Uh, 16th to the 19th of June, that will be a cracking. It's a, it's a great old part of the world and you can have a few beers and uh, or coffee and cake. A good cake around there too and uh, enjoy yourself. And Sandra got on by email to... Uh, Ryan at rte.ie. It was a great thrill to hear my email being read out yesterday as I was literally fast walking around the city park in Budapest again. I forgot, she says, to mention that you might like the Icelandic TV series. Oh, crikey, here we go. Iceland again. I love it. Called Stella Blomquist, uh, adapted from the books by the author of the same name, based on a tough young lawyer who investigates a murder in the Prime Minister's office. Oh, this sounds great. Uh, based in Reykjavik, it has lots of political intrigue, but with a fair dose of gruesome violence in parts, lightened up with quirky Icelandic humour. Each series is based on one of the books. So they've made two series. Oh, for so far they've made two series, starting with Murder on the, in the Ministry. Weekend sorted. Big Sandra, you're, you're the dream listener. That is exactly Fast walking around Budapest, listening to us and now recommending stuff back to us. The dream. Okay, email save. Iceland, by the way, is soon to be a reality for me. I'm starting to book stuff now as we head down. Tonight's Late Late Show is the, there'll be three left after tonight. Nobody's counting, but it's just that it's it's heading towards the end of term. So uh, with that in mind, I'll be I'll have some time off. And, and uh, at last, two years plus of, of reading Icelandic fiction and thrillers and what have you. And now it looks like I'll be able to get there and see it for uh, in real life for myself. Uh, playing Richard Claderman last week, which bizarre as it was, um, the reaction to it was sensational and and great fun. And Caroline got to it in touch by email to say uh, that uh, thanks for the fun about it. Cove brought me back to the radio and introduced me to your show, and I haven't looked back since. This is great. I had, can't always listen live, but I love the listen back option on the RTE radio app. And I was in secondary school in the eighties, and the. Uh, Richard Claderman track you played on your show last week, which was Ballad Poor Adeline. Uh, it brought me straight back to my days in secondary school. I went to Convent of Mercy, around primary and secondary schools, and the convent was located between both schools. And some of the nuns provided piano lessons for interested students, and I started playing piano 
in primary school and continued for a short while after I moved to secondary school. The secondary school had two rooms with pianos where students could practice if they didn't have a piano at home, which was really great. So many times while I was waiting for a piano, someone in one of those rooms was attempting ballade pour Adeline or for Elise. While you played ballad for a moment, I felt like I was standing in my oversized uniform outside the piano rooms. Mad. Anyway... I didn't know until your show that Richard Clayton was coming to town. My mum loves him, so we're going to go and see him in the National Concert Hall. That's well, this is what all came about. I saw the ad, saw his blonde locks, and thought that 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 that, that was a, a trigger. Uh, it brought me right back, and that's where it all began. Anyway, back to your email. I was really interested to hear other listeners talking about how they intended to one day go back to piano. I too am one of those people. Every so often, I ponder. Can I squeeze in piano lessons and a piano into my life? And something would get in the way. And then one day in October, before COVID arrived, I decided I was going to play keyboards in Rock Jam. Rock Jam was originally set up for kids, but they also run some sessions for adults. And essentially people come together and jam with an instrument they can already play or would like to learn how to play. To satisfy my yearning for going back to music, I went there to try it out. And going into the first session, I was thinking, I used to play piano so I could probably work out the keyboards for some songs. And I came out of it smitten, saying... I'm a drummer and I'm still playing. I love playing the drums. Brilliant. I have an electronic kit at home, which I can listen to on my earphones. No point in driving the neighbours nuts when I'm practising. And I do lessons once a week as well as a rock jam session on a Saturday afternoon. I passed the rock and pop grade three exams last year and it's so much fun. Amazing. It's funny because Brenda Fricker was on to us, our, our, our friend Brenda Fricker, who I'm so fond of, she was on uh, to us yesterday because she was listening to me talking about Pete St. John and the fields of Athenry. And I always remember when Brenda, when I first met Brenda, she came on to Birdie tonight and uh, we had the house band then and Ray was the drummer and during the break, Ray kindly gave up his seat for Brenda who played the drums. He played the drums as we went into the, uh, came back after that particular commercial break and she was belting them out like like she was dancing like no one was watching she was playing the drums like no one she just was enjoying herself and she got in touch to say that Paddy Riley who was mentioned in passing yesterday of course for the Fields of Athenry she says has the best voice in Ireland and uh, he's the singer's singer as Luke Kelly said to me in the old days and uh, when I, uh, I only have to listen to Fields of Athenry and it makes me cry and that is Brenda sending you love this morning and to um, everyone listening in Wherever you might be, who loves a good old tune. Anyway, this is all digressing from the point that I was watching this documentary called The Real Charlie Chaplin. And I just thought it was an, an outstanding documentary because I know little or nothing about Charlie Chaplin. Little guy, hat, cane, little moustache and enormous career, very famous character. And yet I knew very little about him. So this documentary, which you can stream or whatever, wherever you find it, it really stayed with me in the last few days because, as I said, I knew very little about him. How he he ended he was an orphan uh, in what was essentially a workhouse in London, and eventually got into this whole idea of the vaudeville or whenever it was at that time. Was brought across to the states, honed his act, came up with the tramp thing, um, and it just took off. And he became, as it says in the program, more famous than any emperor, any king, any kaiser. Everyone and the crowd scenes when he arrived anywhere were it was biblical. It was it was like nothing ever seen before. He, the difficult pit, bits are touched about because he always, he he liked younger women and that sounds like a, a, a crazy expression. But I'm just saying that, it, like his last wife he met when she was seventeen and he 
then married when she was 18. It goes into that. I won't get into it now because it's, it's part of the broad picture. Uh, but he, it's a complicated story. There's no question about it. And a dark story at, at times. Um, and then, of course, he was kind of essentially kicked out of the States because he was accused of being a communist, despite, all, uh, despite everything. And um, he then ended up with uh, a woman called Una O'Neill. Um, and in the footage, I don't know anything about Una O'Neill, but in the footage of the documentary, she looks she's very beautiful and very Irish looking. And they had kids and they ended up living in pretty much exile in Switzerland. We talked about Switzerland yesterday. Um, but he got an Oscar ultimately and on it goes. But it's a great documentary. The real Charlie Chaplin, really excellent and worth, worth, uh, very much worth uh, looking up, watching and seeing what you think for yourself. And there's this famous uh, clip and that's what really, I think, uh, sparked it for me in some, some ways was when I went to see U2 in Berlin, the, uh, the Innocence Tour, um, and the, there was a scene in it where I presume it was Gavin Friday put it together of, that involved Charlie Chaplin giving his speech about uh, the, from the Great Dictator, uh, but it showed scenes of devastation in World War II after the event, and it was very powerful. But the script, the, 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 the speech itself, this is a, a, a clip of it. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines. The power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. A decent world that will give men a chance to work. That will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. And 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 that was, I remember when, when that was in uh, the Innocence and Experience tour, there was a sense that they were making a comment about Trump and, and maybe Viktor Orban and, and people like that. And that, 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 that story of uh, greed and avarice in power continues. So they, can, they used a bit of that speech in, as part of the tour like this. I don't want to rule your country anymore. I should like to help you. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. And this world is ruled for everyone. Uh, it's hard, quite hard to see, but but you, you visualise it in some ways. I didn't realise uh, that Paolo Nutini, um, before that, had sampled it for for a piece of music that he did, and uh, in a song called Iron Sky. I must listen to that in its entirety. That sounds like a great song. We might put that up and uh, have a listen to it next week. That sounds interesting. That is uh, from Charlie Chaplin. They had a statue to him. It's still there, I think, in, in Waterville and Kerry. He must have um, holidayed there quite a bit. But difficult man. And I got the sense, I'm not a happy man. Yeah, I'm constantly uh, on the go and kind of on the run all the time. And it didn't seem to him. didn't got the sense he didn't really enjoy much of it along the way. Which is a bit sad. Okay, um, this is... Uh, I'll go to that email in a moment after, after some music. Um, the Enneagram. I'll just mention that quickly because I'm just trying to wrap up a few loose ends from, from the week that we had. And that came up when I was chatting with Amanda Bone and she was... Somebody texted in to say, oh, Amanda's a one. And the Enneagram is something I've briefly been introduced to, to the concept uh, last summer, but I still didn't know um, enough about it. 
And um, the Enneagram, this is a, a, a mail from, let me see, who's this? Jim very decently wrote this email and said, I heard you're talking about it with a degree of wonderment at the end of your show. And as one who, who uses the system as part of my management training program, I thought I'd drop you a little line with a brief overview. Uh, the Enneagram is said to have originated in the old monasteries of the Kabbalah, the Sufi and the Christian Desert Fathers. Essentially, they identified nine different personality types. All of us humans share them. And once under stress, however, we tend to zone in on one main characteristic of a particular number and this usually defines our strong suited type. So number one are perfectionists. If they were a creature, they'd be an eagle. They spot an error or deviation from the rules a mile off and will be focusing on putting it right. And they expect life to be run by the agreed rules and do not like any deviation from what they has been agreed. They work very hard and have an inner voice constantly telling them they could have done it better. So that was somebody saying, "That's Amanda sounds like that. Will I go through them? Because I think people, will you, will you recognise your personality in these, I wonder. Uh, number two are the born helpers. You most likely have a number two in, on your backroom team. I wish. Um, no. no. <laughs> How long have we known each other, Siobhan? Honest to goodness. Um, <clears throat> they ensure everything. <laughs> they ensure everything is in place uh, for you. And they appear not to care about themselves you are the priority. Make sure they do, they know you appreciate their efforts. If they were an animal, they'd be a devoted dog. Number three are the achievers. These are the beavers in society totally focused on getting things done. I think I see a way is their positive response to almost every negative situation. They're usually great at selling their ideas and motivating people. Number four, the artist, the drama queens, most, most creative of all the personality types. They stand out in their dress and will be outstanding in the arts. They do not like being stuck in the mundane. Great to help in a crisis, but can be like a cat. And although you're a devoted pet, you never really know them. Number five, the observers. They would be the owls of society. They love to watch developments from afar. Quiet, shy and retiring personalities who enjoy studying data on uh, items of relevance to them. They won't volunteer information to you on a topic they feel you should be up to date on. But if you ask them, they'll have a wealth of data available for you and they can stay calm in an emergency and rarely show emotions. Number six, uh, the loyal questioner, always watching for a threat, a bit wolf-like, always on guard. They're waiting to find out what's your angle and they'll spot the fault in any plan quicker than anyone else and will make an excellent devil's advocate. They'll be a loyal member of the team seeking to make sure you don't fall victim to a threat from within or without the organisation. Number seven, the adventurer craves the stimulation of new ideas. Tell him about a new idea for a programme and he, she will have six variations ready in no time. You must work to keep him focused on the winning choice. A natural party animal will be last to leave and is a superb networker, does not like pain or bad news and will hide details as he or she will not want to discuss the problem. I know every one of these people. It's funny. Uh, number eight, the boss or the challenger, a natural leader, great courage, great self-belief, can sometimes engage his mouth or her mouth before engaging the brain and therefore likely to cause hurt, will look after weaker members of their circle in a quiet way, seeks justice for all and responds well to challenges. And finally, the mediator, number nine, the mediator or the peacemaker. They say the number nine has the best understanding of all the other personality types. They have the happy knack of listening to all sides in an argument and reaching a solution by embracing the key points discussed. They're very hard workers, but will enjoy a siesta a bit like a bear going to hibernation every now and again. They dislike conflict, tension and ill will. Lovely people to be around. All right. And Ryan, that's 2,000 years of study wrapped up in a postage stamp. And sure, for, and for sure you could spend weeks studying the Enneagram. Um, an excellent book on the subject is Helen Palmer's The Enneagram, Understanding Yourself and the Others in Your Life. A great read 
for you on your holidays when you take the time to people watch. Keep up the great work and wish you were a little longer in the, on a little longer in the mornings. Well, that's not going to happen, Jim, because we're happy with where we are. But thank you for your nice um, email and uh, for summing it all up. Appreciate it very much. Okay, I think it's time for a bit of music. Um, I've still zillions more things to get into, but let's take a little tune from. Yeah, it's Friday for goodness' sake.
Well, I'm glad to see the Whitney fans are happy this morning as they text in Fergal and Marie. Marie's actually dancing in the hills, which is a good song. Uh, good, good, good sign, I should say. Right, justwatch.com is a streaming guide for finding movies or series on streaming services. It's a great app that searches across the services. Just type in the name of the program or the film you want to watch. That sounds very useful. Thank you, Kieran, for that information. And that's something that I will... See, it's those the kind of listeners we need with us who just are on the money, finger the pulse, and just going, listen, this will sort your problems. In fact, I've, as that song was playing, I've been taking note of, notes of things you've been texting in, including... Yeah, uh, Kieran's steer there. So thanks for that. I hope you're well wherever you are today. Five one five five one. Uno O'Neill was the daughter of the American and Nobel laureate for literature Eugene O'Neill, who was of Irish American descent. I did not know that Eugene O'Neill's daughter married Charlie Chaplin. This is wow. Uh, Rob, what uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Chaplin? Do you know what? I think I might have seen it when that came out thirty years ago or something like that. Um, um, but I do you know what? I, I I don't remember watching it. But Bill, I will watch that. He says. Uh, it is really worth a look. It captures his story in a very engaging and entertaining way. And if the documentary piqued your interest, then this movie would by no means be a waste of your time. Thank you. That's a wonderful suggestion. Do you know what it sounds like? Sunday afternoon, all over, written all over. Robert Downey Jr. as Chaplin. Loads of cake or biscuit, tea. I'd just ever get the fire on. Um, loads of Pete Briquettes. Only joke. Um, and while well, you can, you know. Uh, the Charlie Chaplin Museum in Vevey in Switzerland is a wonderful visit. It was Charlie's home. Stunning setting. He spent his final days there better than Iceland, says Anne-Marie in Galway. Probably as expensive too. They, you know, I know, really know how to pick them. Switzerland and Iceland are not cheap places to, to knock about in. Um, and as you say, uh, it is a stunning setting. Certainly it features in the documentary. It looks very beautiful uh, with the rose garden and everything. Charlie Chaplin statue still here in Waterfall, says uh, Susan. Thank you, Susan Byman. Um, often he loved, uh, he came here a lot. Fitch loved fishing on Loch Coran and owned houses here. Two of his daughters still do. Well, there you are. The Chaplin dynasty lives on. His grandson was here a few years ago at the Charlie Chaplin Comedy Film Festival. And he found out about, uh, Charlie found out about Waterville from Walt Disney. This, yes, I kind of had a feeling if, if I brought this up that, that we'd, we'd learn these kind of um, factoids and I'm more than happy to hear. Listening to you from Northampton, Northamptonshire in the UK, says Claire, you must listen to Iron Sky by Paolo Nutini. Such a powerful, amazing song. You won't. Thank you, Claire. And I know uh, the election results are pouring in there for you in the UK today. Interesting day for political anoraks, no doubt about it. But also, not just anoraks, this is a big day for British politics and Irish politics and Northern Irish politics. So we watched that uh, as the day proceeds. And Patrick was on to say that Coldplay feature the Charlie Chaplin speech from the great dictator in the title song from their 2015 album A Head Full of Dreams and they opened their tour shows from that album tour by playing extracts from the speech there you are so it's it's a very um, popular thing to do and can I can I hear this this is Coldplay uh, great stuff I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't want to be here that's not my business I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone. The good earth is rich. It can provide for everyone. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed. The bitterness of men will fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass. 
and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. It's a really powerful speech and in the documentary it says that Franklin D. Roosevelt asked Charlie Chaplin to perform that speech as Charlie Chaplin, sorry, as I should say, yeah, as Charlie Chaplin uh, at his, uh, one of his inaugurations. I mean, that's something else. It's not, Kennedy had Robert Frost, but <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. And, you know, when you think of a political speech like that put to music, I remember, um, and I'd love, to, I'd love to hear a bit of it again, is uh, Scarlett Johansson and others put Barack Obama speech to music at one point it called I think it was called Yes We Can and it was really good and then the man behind Reading in the Ears the great John O'Regan put Kennedy's speech to the doll in Ireland to the lonesome boatman um, which of course was uh, Finbar Fury I think of, of that with the whistle should try and get a little bit of that too um, um, and um, I know I think McCartney did um, he did Martin Luther King in Fool on the Hill he did that as well. So there's something about uh, a political speech, but also when you think of all the people I just mentioned, uh, Kennedy, Obama, um, and Martin Luther King, and Charlie Chaplin, the great dictator, they all had beautiful melodic voices when delivering the speeches, which reached this amazing crescendo. That This was the art of oratory when it was a beautiful thing. I remember reading once that Bobby Kennedy used to be getting ready to go out to a, to a, to a dinner and he'd be putting on his cufflinks. I think his daughter told me this. Um, he'd be putting on his cufflinks and listening to vinyl records of Laurence Olivier delivering um, um, Shakespearean speeches and the cadence of the voice and the meaningful nature of the words all flowing into his brain and the synapses and feeding into his uh, oratorical abilities then when it came to writing a good speech. And they don't make them too much like that anymore. It's 25 to 10. The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. I, I went down to, do you remember we spoke about the uh, Ukrainian pop-up shop in Dunleary recently um, and um, Oksana was the woman who was running the show with some friends. Uh, so I called in yesterday to see how it was all going and sure enough, there it is. Um, people dropping in like they did with Ruslan in town and around the shops, around the place. People drop in donations of clean, new clothes, toys, no, no junk um, and vouchers was always really helpful because then rather than somebody have to come in and going, which pair of jeans will I get for my daughter or what pair of jeans or top will fit me? If you give them a voucher for a few bob from uh, Duns or, or Pennies, wherever it might be, uh, they can then go and pick them stuff themselves. Anyway, it's going very well, except that they uh, their lease is running out and then the shop is needed for something else. So they're trying to get a pop-up shop uh, they've their eyes on one near the People's Park there and hopefully Dunleary County Council can uh, make that happen quickly and with no messing because uh, it's a wartime situation so I hope it goes well but fair play to them all there the staff met an amazing woman she listens in but I won't give away too much other than to say that she was uh, donating and she uh, had very personal reasons in terms of adoption and um, her story um, involved a Russian and Ukrainian uh, scenario that uh, made her feel comfortable heading down to make a donation there and then she was taking uh, um, some Ukrainians into her home I think last night so I wanted to wish her well this morning I hope it went well 
Um, now, this text says, could you give a last minute shout out to everyone taking part in the darkness into light nationwide walks tomorrow at sunrise? Of course, uh, all last minute online registrations welcome. And that's from Alan Burns from the Cabinteely Darkness into Light uh, Committee. And thank you for that. I don't have time, unfortunately, for that email that came in. We might get to that next week about having heard something on the radio and it just changed this person's uh, direction in life from one that was fatal to one that was very much the other way and they're happy now. We'll, we'll talk about that again. Um, the Chaplin speech just reminding us of, of this Will I Am and Scarlett Johansson, what they did with Obama. It was a creed written into the founding documents that declared the destiny of a nation. Yes, we can. It was whispered by slaves and abolitionists as they blazed the trail toward freedom. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. That was quite nice. I, was, I thought it was a lovely piece of music. And then uh, McCartney did it with uh, Martin Luther King. And uh, Martin Luther King. Okay, so that's the beautiful combination of quality oratorical speech making and uh, great music artists. Now, we've got another break to take. Did, did I just hear a lyric of Dan Ross saying, I have the sweetest hangover that I just can't get over? Is she talking about. There's no such thing as a sweet hangover. So you I've never heard a hangover being described as being pleasant, unless she's talking about a metaphorical one, uh, which is a different story altogether. Okay, that's where we're going to leave it, probably just as well. Um, thanks to the team, as always, for everything, everything. You enrich my life. And thank you for listening. Much obliged. We'll see you tonight for the Late Late Show and on Monday. Enjoy the rain today, but the sunshine tomorrow. Thanks for listening. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player.